Hello and welcome back to Cool Things with Hollywood Hank. As you have pretty much heard, the last episode was kind of crazy for Halloween, but now we're back to the cool things that I do. And I'm talking to my phone like I did, but instead of the microphone, which I'm currently near. Hopefully it picked up most of that, but my phone enjoyed me holding it close to my face. Anyway, um gonna talk about it again something that I'm just loving is some new transformers I got recently um, I was uh, traveling abroad the great city of Panama City no, in Florida not really Panama City Panama but uh, in Florida you know I was just looking for transformers and lo and behold I found some um, I found what blue streak which is basically uh, a little bit of remolded uh, Prowl. Prowl is a cop car that turns a robot with the. Uh, um, if you ever seen Prowl, Blue Streak is just like a sports car version of him in a uh, grayish, kind of brownish grayish sports car mode. Basically, they took the cop car and all cop decals off. They gave it a repaint. I think they retooled the face a little so it looks just a little different. Just enough to where you're like, dude, uh, I've got to have that toy. Again, with the, if y'all have to go back to an old podcast talking about repaints, repaints, repaints. Uh, you know, you had to have it. Uh, it is technically the same figure as Prowl, but it is not. It's Blue Streak. It's totally different. Decorated different. Uh, I mean, almost totally different. Actually, it is totally different. If you put them side by side, uh, different color, just different all around. Um, <clears throat> but uh, he has like a, I don't know if they even tell what that, a futuristic looking sports car. Looks pretty snazzy. He's got a, he's got a black stripe down the middle and mostly gray. Um, if you're not a Transformer fan, then uh, you're like, who the heck is Blue Streak? You should uh, at least Google Blue Streak so you know what I'm talking about. Oddly enough, he's called Blue Streak, but he doesn't have... The only thing about him that's blue, ladies and gentlemen, is his eye. So, you know, it kind of missed the mark on the name. All right, so we just talked about Blue Streak briefly. Um, I hear you, Misty, but uh, this is the studio with my toys. I don't want you to knock them all down. So, gotta stay out for now. Um, <clears throat> so, this Blue Streak was a part of the 35th anniversary of Transformers, and uh, I think he's exclusive to Walmart. I could be wrong on that. Um, and I think the next two figures I'm gonna talk about are also exclusive to Walmart, and that's the cell shaded Megatron. And I'll talk about the next character in just a moment, but cell shaded Megatron, man, I mean, it looks cartoonish almost just to look at it the way they. Instead of doing like a battle damage paint scheme, um, picture Generation 1 Megatron, uh, except this one turns into a tank, guys, because America doesn't want it to turn into a gun, blah, blah, blah. Whatever, the original one was a gun, get over it. And, uh, you know, but uh, Megatron's a tank now, so, so you know. It's a gray, gunmetal gray tank. Um, they redecorated even his uh, little sword he came with. It's like been redone in another color plastic, uh, but uh, his whole body has been either molded with a different lighter color plastic, and then uh, looks like they did like a cell shade color over him, bringing him to look more like the Generation One Megatron, the cartoon, 
and uh, they did a really good job. Uh, originally, I was going to pass on Megatron, and uh, next we're going to want to talk about. I was going to just pass on him because, like, I'm not going to pay for our, our repaint. But we all know through history of what we collect uh, and the history of what I collect. So. Yeah, they just slapped another coat of paint on it, and uh, they sold it to me. They got me, you know. Oh, got me again. So, yeah, I bought another Megatron, and basically he looks really, really good. Um, we'll move on from you, Megatron, for the one that made me change my mind about the repaints of the 35th anniversary from Walmart, and that is Optimus Prime. I mean, how can you walk by the repaint of Optimus Prime cell shaded just like the animated series and go from the generation one from the 80s and go I i'm going to pass on that i mean just look at this toy if you know what Optimus prime is the red semi-truck trailer um the the blue eyes the even the windows on the truck when he's in robot mode are cell shaded to look like the cartoon did where there's like a slight reflection like it's a glass but it's not glass um, the it is just the cartoon accurate. Even his like waist, and this is really weird to talk about robots' waist, like ooh. But um, his waist and upper legs are white, whereas in most of the toys they're gray. Let's double check that with the one I got previously. Yeah, his waist and legs are gray, but just like the cartoon, they're white. It's just like wow, they did a lot of. Um, it is like. I could not say no to this. I would have put Blue Streak and Megatron back for this cell shaded Optimus Prime. It looks amazing. Um, yeah, Blue Streak, I would have ordered you online if I couldn't find you again. But yeah, but, but Optimus, if you are a Transformers fan or if you like the old cartoon show, then definitely look for the Walmart. I think it's exclusive special edition Siege War for Cybertron Optimus Prime 35th anniversary. It looks amazing. Uh, Google it if you don't believe me. Um, another one that I think is definitely a Walmart exclusive, at least that's what I read, but these things, exclusives are sometimes limited time exclusives or maybe totally exclusive, is a character called Sound Blaster. You're like, who is Sound Blaster? Why would I care about a guy that I don't even recognize the name? Um, it's basically Soundwave, the cassette tape player, but he's colored in black. He's been retooled. His chest will now hold two cassettes instead of one, and they, and they named him Sound Blaster. Instead of blue everywhere, he's black everywhere. So he's black and gray instead of blue and gray. His eyes, instead of, let's see, I think Soundwave is uh, yellow-eyed. Yeah, he's yellow-eyed. This one is red-eyed. It's like totally different. So I just want to verify that real quick. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, indeed. He is definitely, the old one was blue-eyed. This one is red-eyed. He just looks sick. I mean, I, I really don't, I don't even use that word that much. So that's probably a first and maybe only time on the podcast. But uh, of the, if I had decided between the four of them, if I had to make a choice and only get two, it would have been Prime and Sound Blaster for sure. They look the best. The Sound Blaster is supposed to be a Walmart exclusive. Uh, is it? You'll have to check on availability. Um, also, quick note, I think I'm going to do this for the next podcast. Um, uh, Sound Blaster it's basically Soundwave remade. Um, I was going to 
tell you his origin, why he's Sound Blaster, how he became Sound Blaster instead of Soundwave. Um, but then I thought of something else where um, I wanted to go back and watch the um, the Transformers animated series ended in America. Uh, I think it was like season four. It, it ended, and then they did like a. If season four wasn't a four episode run, then the next season they released uh, to TV was only four episodes. It was the Headmaster series, um, and uh, but in Japan it continued on. Uh, the four episodes we got is totally different than the full season of Headmaster episodes that Japan got. And what I thought about doing was um, going and watching the Headmaster series that we got and writing a... um, Sort of like I do with the... uh, What is it? The um, AEW. I I do... I write down key points I'd like to talk about. uh, Not necessarily go over everything that happened in precise detail. But I keep it to the bullet points and then go into targeting. Talking about uh, what I think you would be interested in or what I found interesting or what was blatantly just dumb. Um, With that four-episode run, I think I'm going to do that on the next podcast. Talk about our version of the Headmasters. And then I would... If I... I probably would like to do a follow-up about the Japanese Headmasters and how it was totally different. Um, And... uh, I may tack on Sound Blaster's origin. He he became... Basically, Soundway became Sound Blaster in the Japanese version of the Headmaster series. And how that happened, uh, I will save to tell you on a different podcast. So, But trust me, if you are a Transformer collector or if you just want to relive the glory days of Transformers, I mean, look at, you know, this Optimus Prime cel-shaded looks great. Uh, Sound Blaster just looks pure evil in black and red eyes. Um, the 35th anniversary on both. It says 1984 to 2019. Um, Optimus uh, is probably the best looking, uh, barely edging out Sound Blaster. Sound Blaster is not cell shaded. He has Transformer War battle damaged and worn. Um, it would have been cool, maybe, and they may, if the cell shade or shaded ones sell well. May hopefully they'll do some of the other ones, like Soundwave, Starscream, and them. It would be very interesting, but. These just look so good. So, All right, well, this is the end of this part of the podcast. We're going to take a short break, and we'll be back. Hey, and welcome back to Cool Things with Hollywood Hank. I'm your host, Hollywood Hank, and I'm also going to be doing... I keep forgetting I'm on the microphone again. I'm talking to my phone instead of talking to the mic. I'm sure you picked up my voice. If you didn't, then just listen closer to those last few minutes. Um, Well... Um, I'm going to continue doing my little review of AEW. Last week's AEW was really good. I liked it. Um, it opened up with Hangman Page versus Sammy Guevara, which is part of the Inner Circle. And uh, so, in typical jaded wrestling form, I'm like, well, the uh, Inner Circle is going to interfere and cause Hangman Page the match. Hangman Page beat Sammy Guevara clean in a really good match. Uh, It it kind of, um, to me, it was a little... um, Oh, there we go. Yeah, I did jot notes about this match. As I said, it's not as crisp as it should have been. 
you know, and uh, what I mean by that was um, there were just a lot of moves that seemed like they were working together and there was some mistimed stuff. Um, not that that's a, a bad thing. It was still really good, but um, I, my, I was trying to be overly critical. I think I was tired and, uh, you know, I just was kind of bored. Uh, nothing against those two. They are good wrestlers. Um, uh, then they did a weird video package for Brandy Rhodes. It made no sense at all to me. And um, I guess we just have to wait and see if they uh, explain it this coming Wednesday or if they just don't go back to it until later when they're going to explain it. Uh, just a quick impression I had was, is like, did uh, Awesome Kong possess Brandy Rhodes? I mean, because it looks... Like she was acting like her, or was Brandy crazy and wanted to send Awesome Kong to take out her enemies? Um, didn't quite understand it, so I just kind of let it go. And I said, maybe we'll find out more later. Then they introduced the Rock and Roll Express on the stage, who are gonna, they say, are gonna present the winners of the tag team tournament with the titles. Uh oh, change of plan. Santana, Santana and Ortiz from the Inner Circle attacked them. Uh, uh, they keep beating up, you know, these old men, you know, Rock and Roll Express, no offense, but they're really old. And uh, Ricky gets slammed through the stage. And then the Young Bucks run out there after that. I guess they were too busy, you know, doing whatever to come help the Rock and Roll Express. <laughs> oh, wait, we got to go save them. They're almost dead. Uh, <laughs> so they run out there and save them. And then the, my only thought was, I just thought that, <laughs> this is what I wrote, I just thought, hey, no one likes the Rockers. <laughs> the Rockers? That's pretty insulting. It's the Rock and Roll Express. <laughs> it's like, nobody likes those guys because they just, everybody was in the back and watching them get beat up and then slammed to a stage. So my conclusion was, hey, I don't think nobody likes these guys. But that's not true. They're just building a story. Um or it could be true. I don't know. I don't talk to the guys. I don't know them. Then they had an interview with Cody. And uh, the funny thing about this interview, they're trying to build hype between Cody versus Jericho at the pay-per-view. And so they're, they're going, and he's talking to Tony Schiavone in a limo because Tony and him were driving to the arena to do a contract signing with Chris Jericho. So they're talking about how they're going to make Jericho wait, you know, and you know they're going to feel important because they're waiting for him, and they're the most important, and that's why Jericho's going to see he's going to have to wait on him. So that was interesting, but the only thing I could think of was I don't know if they want to plan their trips a little better or do post editing or whatever to fake like they're in a car because whatever road they were driving on it, it had it either had these markers all down it or it had cracks because every every so many seconds it was like boom boom and they're just sitting there talking about, yeah, we're going to sit there and make him wait, but don't. We're going to keep going, and but don't. We're going to go, and I was like, but don't. <laughs> it just, I could not focus on what they were saying because the bumpy road was like, ba-boom, ba-boom. And, and it wasn't like little bumps. You could, it would physically jostle them around. It, I wrote, it keeps bumping them up and down as they try to talk. And the, they didn't even complain about the road. They were just focused on what they're talking about, the match and stuff. And I was like, oh my goodness, you know, geez. Uh, but uh, that's a nitpick thing. And maybe, I don't, 
know if it bothered anyone else. I watched people's reviews of this uh, other than mine, and I, no one ever mentioned all the bumps on the road. But I, I was like, how can you ignore all these bumps? Mm-hmm. If I, like, if I'm doing a podcast, and I, every, every so a second, you hear, and then I just keep talking, and you just keep hearing, and it just keeps going, and you're like, what is that noise? It's just kind of distracts you from what we're trying to say here. You know, and that's uh, exactly what that car ride was like. Um, the dude, did I, I? I totally even skipped a match by accident. Oops! Before all these things, I was just covering. I looked over the women's match: Shanna versus Hikaru Shida. And the winner is Hikaru Shida. This took place before the a rocker attack and the weird brandy video. I don't know how I overlooked it. I just I didn't put any comments under the Hangman Page match. But um, I also commented that it wasn't as crisp as it should have been on this one because the ladies' matches, while are getting better, I don't know if it's they don't they haven't worked that with each other or they haven't found the group of women that will. Uh, can click and have good matches. There seemed to be a lot of miscommunications, uh, and it just wasn't crisp. There were some mistakes. Uh, it just was overall. I wasn't like uh, I wasn't like invested in it. I was just ready to get it over with. And here lately, that's been the women's matches for me in AEW. Uh, but they will get better, hopefully. If not, then I will just keep giving them, you know, criticism. Um, and then now I was supposed to talk about Ricky Morton and them getting slammed to the stage and then talk about the funny, funny uh, bumper road thing. You know, something like that. Now, the third match is Silver Reynolds, Cutie Marshall versus the best friends accompanied by Orange Cassidy. Um, the winners of this match was the best friends and Orange Cassidy. Now, the best friends and Orange Cassidy came out as... Um, Oh my goodness, Rick and Morty. Um, they they were one of them was dressed up like Morty. Two of them was Rick. Uh, it's a shame I don't watch the show, so I don't know which is which. I know the old doctor guy. Maybe I assume is Rick, or it could be Morty. I don't know. I don't. Know. Maybe it's Rick. But the two guys came out as the old man. One came out as the boy. Um. And I wrote in that match, uh, Orange Cassidy kept doing this kind of strange thing he does, which is kind of he kind of kicks you in the shin a little bit, real play kicking, and uh, he just jumps off the top rope with his hands in his pockets and don't take his hands out of his pockets. Um, yes, I put. I still don't get Orange Cassidy. I I like him, but I don't get it yet. You know, because seriously, I don't get what's going on it is entertaining but and maybe that's the whole thing maybe that's all he is, does and that's why he's entertaining um, then we have the let's see contract signing with Chris Jericho and Cody let's see okay and that that was entertaining just for a little bit you know just seeing them talk they didn't attack each other like a typical uh, contract signing uh, Sammy and Jake Hagar were attacking uh, Dustin in the back, so Jericho's like, you may want to pay attention to what's going on in the back, and they cut to Sammy and Jake attacking Dustin, and then uh, they show them put Dustin's arm in a car door and slam it. Bam! He's like, ah! 
And then, uh, of course, Cody runs out there, and then Jericho's like, Happy Halloween! And he gets in his car and he leaves. Um, fourth match is Angelico and Jack Evans, which is the hybrid two. That's what their tag team's called. And Kip Sabeman versus Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks. The winner is Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks, basically. And that match was okay. It was they had a lot of dives and things. Um, I think Angelico and Jack Evans are underused on the show right now. I used to love them in Lucha Underground. Uh, Kenny Omega's good, and the Young Bucks, of course, are also good. Then they introduced a um, live. I did forget one thing that I didn't even mention. It was at the top of the show. Uh, John Moxley was arguing with the creative people, and we got to listen in, didn't show him, about how he's wrestling a match on the pay-per-view with Kenny Omega, and it's supposedly a lights-out match or whatever, where basically the the points that they tally, the wins and losses uh, that supposedly matter, um, that it's not going to count between him and Kenny Omega. So if Omega happens to lose, he's not going to get a loss on his record, and neither will Moxley. So this is where this this is why I just explained that this guy named Librarian Peter Avalon comes out there. John Moxley just runs out there and attacks him, and then cuts a savage promo, basically saying that we're going he's going to kill Kenny Omega. So if Kenny Omega happens to wind up dead before the event or whatever, they're gonna place a question him first, even though it's a basically it's just him doing a wrestling angle. Um, then you had the match we all waited for, the tag team championship. I picked. Uh, Lucha Bros versus the SCU. Lucha Bros is Pentagon Jr. and Phoenix, and SCU is Kazarian and Scorpio Sky. Uh, their partner, Christopher Daniels, at the beginning of the tournament was taken out by the Lucha Brothers with a pile driver, and he got a stinger. It's real or not, it was a good little story for them to face. Um, the Lucha Brothers, I've always enjoyed their matches. It's probably one of uh, my be- best match on the show, I would say. Um, I picked the Lucha Brothers to win, but guess what? They did not. SCU somehow squeaked out a victory over the Lucha Brothers, and uh, they're your new AEW Tag Team Champions. Um, I thought it was a really, really good match. I like that I guessed wrong. It's really good to basically have your... not Have something that you can't call... You don't want to be able to watch a television program and say, oh, this is going to happen, this is going to happen, that's going to happen. And that's what I enjoy about AEW. WWE had gotten to the point where it's just so formulaic where, okay, this guy's going to run down there. Okay, they're not going to let this guy lose because he's the big top guy, so it's going to be disqualification. And there it is, disqualification. Uh, somebody else is going to come out and take a fall for this guy. It's not going to be this guy. And uh, you get tired of it, and then AEW is just totally different. If you're tired of WWE, seriously, look at AEW on Wednesdays on TNT. It is worth the watch. It will keep you entertained. Uh, it has things you've never seen before, things you will enjoy. Um, AEW is probably going to overtake WWE unless WWE does what it did when it was started losing into WCW and evolves. Uh, it needs to evolve and not a short-term evolve just to hurt AEW and put them out of business or hurt their ratings. WWE, you need to evolve or we will not be talking about WWE. We will be talking about AEW as the top company. So take that seriously. Don't You're not too big to fail. No one is. So as a former diehard WWE guy I don't watch the programming anymore I don't I watch AEW every week because it's entertaining and it's something I can look forward to and I can't call and it keeps me guessing 
uh, WWE, I don't watch because it's like, do you think you're going to tell me what I like and you're going to make me watch crappy programming? So evolve or die. It's a, it'll be a slow death because you're big, but you will eventually. Um, unless you change. They are very, very creative, and when they change, they change with a rocket. And then I'll come on here and say, wow, I was wrong. They're not going to die. They're going to make it. But right now, they're losing tons and tons of people and viewers. Sure, they're still getting plenty, but uh, sometimes those loyal people are just going to get sick of what you're doing and leave. This has been Cool Things with Hollywood Hank, busting up on WWE and talking about AEW. Have a good day.